what's going on? Yeah, so I am back in my um, my full off season again. I started a new cycle and all that, so that'll be yeah. fun. Uh, <laughs> heavy weights again, and not that yeah. I, but you know what I mean. Like it's always better when you're <laughs> when you know when you're you, all uh, when you got a little bit of uh, nitro in the tank. That's right. So I can push the food a little harder. I can push the weights a little harder because my recovery will be a little better and uh i'm looking forward to seeing what i can do in the next uh 12 weeks when i'm doing this um pushing as much size as i can but staying leaner so um obviously you're you know patrick and and blp and stuff so um you know i'm probably gonna be a little smarter this time around and because going you know my heaviest weight was like 317 pounds and it was just too much weight on my body i had like you know high blood pressure and stuff so it uh, wasn't a smart thing to do but you know it was fun being heavy and it was it was cool just to see the scale go but um yeah. you know in terms of actually you know being a better bodybuilder than i think it makes more sense for me to be uh, a lean 290 uh and just be harder and leaner at that weight rather than just you know chasing the scale so uh, the other thing would be keeping the waist tighter. Obviously, that's you know hard to do with you know tons and tons of food, but um, being more aware of like what kind what kind of foods I can handle. Um, and you know, I, I tell Patrick this like you know I'm sensitive to a lot of foods that you know because I have you know celiac and uh, probably IBS as well. That you know there's just certain foods that I just can't have. Gluten for sure is out completely. Uh, yeah. dairy is out completely um eggs are like really hit or miss like i it, it's weird because i can have eggs in a pancake but if i eat them by themselves i'm literally like throwing up and sweating so it's weird um but just you know being aware of those things and finding foods that work for me so i can keep my waist tighter and, and actually grow without feeling like crap all the time so uh what about you what's been going on are you are you full blown yet or what? No, not even, man. Not even. It's, it's this, this, there's been some, um, there's been some delays on this takeoff uh, on blast off, but um, yeah, I'm still just kind of getting things together. It's happening. It just, it's going to be a slow process before I hit full steam because there's other things to, to consider right now. Like, you know, bottling isn't cheap. Yeah. Um, so I don't want like five, to be a limiter I don't want um you know a lot of things that are going to be that I can prevent or put myself in a better position um I kind of want to tick those boxes off and everything the stars aren't always going to align things aren't always going to be perfect things are pretty good now there's just again a couple of loose ends that I kind of need to tie up first before before it's um before it's take time that's cool. Uh, yeah. So how long have you been off that now? Uh, off of everything? Off yeah. of being enhanced? Yeah. Uh, it's been like 13 months now, man. See, so that's, that's amazing because you're going to feel so fresh and so good when you get back on. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it sucks being off, but I think that, you know, if you can handle it mentally, then it, 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 you know, it pays forward in terms of like your long-term gains. It's very hard. You know, to me, it's... <sighs> I don't know. It, to me, what's the hardest part is, I guess, the recovery and, um, like, the aggression. Like, the strength part, meh, don't really care about that. I've been pretty strong before without using stuff, and I can push myself. I guess it's, like, that mental, like, really getting after it, that, that little bit of 
um, aggressiveness that you have, like that's what I miss. Yeah. When you go in there, you're like, I'm going to attack this shit. You know yeah. I mean? I, the one that, the one thing that I really enjoy, um, you know, with using PEDs is the fact that you can, you can really, you know, train like all out and then you can recover and do it again within a couple of days. Whereas yeah. when you're off and you train legs and you're sore for like seven days, it's very hard to uh, have like a frequency in your training. So you exactly. kind of almost have to uh, back off the frequency and, and back off the volume. So, um, you know, you just you just can't train the same when you're on and when you're off and that's just the way it goes but it sucks um, man yeah it, you're you're like a different human being man you're different like i was training with my gym like my, my partner one of the partners i train with um and he was just like he said to me like mike you can't like do certain things anymore you have to realize that you're an actual human being right now <laughs> you're a real human being right now <laughs> i thought it was pretty funny that's the way he worded it right yeah so i thought that was pretty funny you mentioned um eggs right have you tried muscle milk before because yeah. i remember i was trying that stuff and holy crap man i the most disgusting farts I would ever have was on that stuff. It was so bad. And I couldn't figure it out for the longest time. I'm just like, what's going on? Like, why is my body just like saying F you? And then I slowly like, cause I, at that time I was trying to figure out kind of like my digestive system and kind of what was, there was a lot of funky stuff happening. And I was really trying to nail it down, getting rid of dairy, getting rid of a bunch of shit. And um, I started to, I was like, okay, let me just take this out. Let me just see what happens if I take out and it was gone. And then I tried it again and it happened. Then I came off, it was gone. I tried it again. It happened. I was like, okay, it's definitely this. But like, holy shit, man. I wreaked havoc on my guts. Like just good product. Like I'm not anybody who is out there who's using it. I'm not knocking the product. I'm just saying for me, it was terrible. Didn't like yeah. it. it didn't work that well for me either because you know taking straight egg whites is just it's bad news for my stomach i'm not a big fan of having them uh, raw either i think that eggs should always be cooked uh yeah. especially if you want to get the you know the best bang for your buck in terms of absorbing that protein and not mm -hmm. only that but um if you it's a thing that people don't really know about uh, raw egg whites especially is that it, because they contain a lot of albumin the albumin uh, when it's uncooked and, and non-denatured it can leach fat soluble vitamins from your body so like vitamin d for example it could end up being low uh, even if you're supplementing with vitamin d but just because you're drinking like you know liquid egg whites or whatever but um yeah i mean whatever egg whites are are okay for me sometimes but i have to cook them into pancakes and stuff like that i don't know what's what that's about but um it's just it's always been one of those things and i think it goes back to when i was really trying to put on size and i was <laughs> eating like 18 whole eggs a day it was just too much um but i did i did 18 whole eggs for like a couple years and um and even when i first started working out because i was able to just get free access to eggs so i was just like smashing like seven eight eggs you know multiple times per day so <laughs> it's a really good protein source and it you know it, it absorbs very well if you don't have it, any it issues is. with it but yeah like anything you know if you abuse it for long enough your body's gonna fight back so um yeah i had that I, I i was talking to somebody um i can't remember who it was the other day and i said i said that i'm like the thing with food is is if you eat too much of it 
then it's a problem. And if you don't eat it at all, it's also a problem. So it's got to be yeah. like a, there's got to be like a, a very nice balance of like how much of it that you have. I notice even like when I'm competing, like main source of proteins, obviously, and normally a lot of chicken or white fish. And sometimes like it would just burn my stomach. I would just, it just didn't sit well. Right. Um, and I would just like, okay, you know what, let me just, instead of having this type of fish this way or whatever, just even a different white fish, sometimes that would, that would fix things. Sometimes it wouldn't, but I kind of noticed that. Yeah. You got to have like a good variety of, of different sources of protein. Like if you abuse chicken, five meals, you know, and I tell a lot of my clients this because some of them really don't like to have fish and uh, some of them, um, you know, due to religious reasons, they can't have, you know, pork or or beef or whatever and yeah i don't think there's a problem with you know maybe having like three protein sources but you know if you only have like one or two then it can become like pretty rough and i would even yeah. prefer to have like almost a different protein source like every meal which is not necessarily yeah. you know always possible but uh you probably could make it happen if you had you know uh, like a resource, um, like JW Foods, who has like, yeah. you know, game meats, uh, or like yeah. bison, elk, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff, because then you could have like six different types of protein uh, for your six meals. And that would be like the best case scenario, but not necessarily realistic for most people. So I think that, um, you know, having at least three sources of protein, and preferably four would be ideal. Yeah stuff i love that meat but the problem with it with it is that it's, it's expensive right expensive and as hell exactly yeah like going back and there's different enzymes in it so it breaks down different and whatnot but it's great meat it's a great quality meat but uh, the thing is like when you have to eat so much protein as a bodybuilder like yourself you're consuming these large amounts of protein especially going leading into competition where the protein's probably ramped up a little bit it makes it very hard to like say, okay, yeah, you're going to eat like eight ounces of bison and every meal and you're like, well, shit, that's like 12 bucks for just my meat that one day or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Much. But I, I would love to do that. This is the thing though. Have you not found, and maybe this is just me. It's funny. Cause like, if you, when you have a client, if you give them something different, Right. And I don't, I'll never one that's giving somebody something different just to give them something different. If I use something off, there's a reason for it or something slightly, you know, questionable, there's a reason for it. But if you give somebody, there's people that if you give them something that's a little off or different, they're like, well, you know, I don't understand this. And then if you give somebody something that is very generic, they're like, well, he just gave me something that like, you know, he gives all his clients like, or I, or, and not even just me. I hear people say that about other coaches and it's just like, there's only certain amount. There's only certain fuse, like a select amount of fuse. Like either you get this and you might get the same, like another client that I have might get the same thing, but they're different amounts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like if I, and even when I do, if I do give you something different, like tell this, like, I don't understand it. And because if you don't understand it, someone might think, you know, it doesn't make sense or that you don't know what you're doing or whatever the case may be. It's the same thing with training. Do you, yeah, I do totally have agree. That? And this is, this is kind of what I was alluding to last time when I was talking about like how nutrition is like more simple than training, because you could probably get most people in, 
in shape uh, by using the same diet plan or like very, very similar. And the, and the reason for that is because most of the foods are going to be the same. You know, you're going to have um, chicken, you're going to have some fish, you're going to have some eggs, and you're going to probably have some red meat or protein powder or whatever. And yeah. then for carbohydrates, you're probably going to have rice. You're probably going to have potatoes or sweet potatoes. You're probably going to have some cream of rice or oats. And then you're going to have your veggies and you're going to have, you know, your unsaturated oils and stuff like mm -hmm. that. It's like, there's only so much you can pick from. And what it comes down to is like, you know, what this person needs in terms of how many calories and then how many macros, but like the foods, if you're looking at it just on paper, if you, if you don't look at the macros and the calories, it, it would look pretty similar from person to mm -hmm. person. It's just, it's just about making the changes to it. And that's, that's where the coaching aspect comes in. So anyone can take a generic uh, training plan or a generic nutrition plan, and they can get great results with it for maybe, let's say four to six weeks. Okay. On average. And then where do you go from there? That's when you want to have a coach to teach you, or at least to guide you what you can continue to do to make those gains or to, you know, lose that body fat. But, you know, um, anyways, that, that, that makes me want to talk about, you know, doing cardio, because I think it's a controversial topic when you're, when you're, oh, yeah. you know, debating whether you should be yeah. doing steady state cardio or whether you should be doing high intensity cardio. Do you have like, you know, a preference on what you like to do for with, okay. you know, yourself and with clients or what? So here's my take on that. I, you know, the science tells us, you know, uh, high intensity um, interval um, cardio would be best for losing fat. And, you know, to be honest, that's probably true. The thing is, like, when you're, you know, pushing, you know, 300 pounds, 280, two, anything over like, fuck, 230, 240, like, that's a lot of impact, it, depending on, again, what type of cardio you're doing, I guess. If you're doing, like, a treadmill and you're beating up your joints like that, that's a lot of, like, compression and impact on your spine and on your knees. So um, that's one thing. And then the other thing is, like, when I'm in deep into a prep, it's extremely hard to find time to like, and re and really give it like a high intensity training. Like you, you have to train, you have to do your training. You have to do your cardio sometimes twice a day. You have to do your posing and then to really push yourself at like a, as a heavier person to do high intensity training is really challenging. Um, so I kind of like to get the best of both worlds, right? I find high intensity, not, a, not, I even find the facts are high intensity training. You get like a longer caloric, um, a metabolic, uh, uh, I guess it, your metabolic rate sped up over a longer period of time, but you burn more upfront with a steady state. I can't get in shape without a steady state. I haven't been able to do it yet. So you know, maybe I'm doing it wrong, but I haven't found a way to get to do to get in shape strictly with just um, high intensity training. Yeah. Well, look, here, here's the thing is because um, it's such a it's, such, it's like an umbrella word when you say like high intensity cardio. Mm -hmm. um, there's so many different types that you can do. It's pretty True. straightforward. When you tell someone to do steady state cardio, it's almost impossible to F that up. You know, you're just going to go on the treadmill and you're going to walk for 30 minutes, right? Like, True. I feel like 
and this is just my opinion, and this is just, you know, with using anecdotal evidence in my own experience, I think that if you can get someone to do high intensity cardio on their prep and they're, you know, proficient at it, like meaning, you know, they can actually push themselves on it hard, really yeah. hard, like to failure. Yeah. They're going to get better results than someone who's For sure. not doing that. For sure. But there's a lot of really, really genetically blessed physiques out there that don't need to do high intensity cardio at all. But however, in my experience from doing both from doing, you know, preps where I only do steady state and from doing preps where I did steady state and high intensity, I, I actually look better. And I, and then my, my legs were bigger and fuller when I did high intensity. And that was because I believe I'm training them in such a way that it's more likely to preserve muscle rather than just going on and doing, you know, low, low intensity, right? Because if, if you think about it, and again, I, I'm sure this has been brought up so many times in, in the debates between the two, but if you look at a long distance runner versus a sprinter, yeah, you're going to notice that there's a drastic difference in For their sure. muscular development, right? And it, and it makes sense because as bodybuilders, we are obviously trying to maintain as much muscle as possible. And we also don't want to be spending too much time in the gym when we could be spending that time recovering. So right. what a good high intensity cardio session looks like to me is doing bike sprints, like Wingate sprints. That's because what I those, would do when I those do can be taken to failure very safely. Yeah. They're extremely tough. And the the hard, I think the, the biggest thing with like doing cardio for most people is that they find that they lose their leg size. Yeah. And doing like Wingate sprints, uh, doing sprints to failure on um, either a spin bike or you can even do them like, you know, on just a recumbent bike. It doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, I was going to ask but, you that next. But yeah, but doing that, you know, to failure will, yeah, in the short term, it's going to deplete more glycogen from your legs. But I guarantee you, that you're going to have bigger legs when you step on stage versus if you didn't do it, if you just did like, you know, an hour on the bike. And that's through experience, you know, through science uh, and, you know, doing it with other clients too. It just, it works really well. Um, yeah. But again, it's just, it's a matter of, of doing it because it's harder. And I've had times where <laughs> I've, I've told clients to do this. I'm like, this is what you have to do. You have to do 30 seconds all out to failure. You have to be like dying, dripping with sweat. Your heart rate needs to be like 170, you know, and then you're going to rest a minute or two and then you're going to do it again. Then you're going to rest, you know, and you're going to yeah. do that for 20 minutes. But then when yeah. I see them, I've, you know, I'll go into the gym and literally I'll see this person and they'll be like on the stairs. Like, you know what? I didn't feel like doing that. I'm just going to do the stairs. I feel like I get a better workout with the stairs. I'm like, you're not listening. You're not doing it. Yeah. And you know what? Like face bomb. Yeah, yes. if you don't if you don't believe it's gonna work, it's not gonna work for you. So yeah, there's that too. Um but man, like I I wish I could like you know show you some pictures of of you know the preps that I've done doing that where I'm I doing bike you, sprints versus versus preps where I didn't and my legs look better. Um I was able to eat more food to get in shape. Um I just look like harder, fuller, better overall um it's just harder that's all it yeah. is just it's harder to do it yeah i yeah that i i totally agree i just again i haven't been able to push myself enough i haven't found that level of how hard i need to push i guess or the right way for me to do them 
that works. And I've given, like you said, I've given it to other people because I know that it's definitely the more superior way. In most cases, I'm going to say, if we're going to make a blanket statement, I'll say it, I'll say that. But for me, I just haven't found that stride yet, but I'm not saying that it's not the better way. I very well know that it's probably the better way. I just haven't found that way that works for me yet. Yeah. I mean, you know, I could, I could teach you quickly on a really good way to, you know, to do it yourself. And you're going to probably want to start, you know, about eight weeks before the show doing this type of cardio. But what you do is you get yourself on a bike. Okay. I, 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 for most of the time, I recommend just using like uh, one of those bikes where you actually sit down, like, you know, they have the chair and, and that way your hips are stable, right? The so, recumbent? Yeah. Recumbent bicycle where you're, you're yeah. just, your hips are, are not going to move. And they okay. also have handles so you can hang on. Yeah. So that you can, you can grab those handles. You can lock yourself in and you can just push it hundred percent. Yeah. You want to get a bike that you can switch easily between levels. So you can go like, you know, your first one's going to be like this. Your first one's going to be like, okay, I'm on level four and it's easy. Okay. And now I'm going to start, I'm going to go to level 10 and I'm going to go all out and I'm going to go, uh, 130 plus on, um, the cycles per minute. So I'm pedaling as fast as I can, 130, 130 for as long as I can maintain that. Let's say it's 20 seconds. And then, and then I start to come down, uh, below 130. Okay. Rest back to four. And I'm going to rest for however long I need. Let's say it's, it's like two, three minutes. That's fine. doesn't matter because I need my heart rate to come all the way back down to kind of where it was. Then I'm going to go, okay, now I'm going to go level 11, level 11, boom, 130, go fast as you can. Hard, 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 hard for like 20, 30 seconds. Okay. Then it starts to come back down. I can't, you know, I start to reach failure and I can't mm-hmm. keep it above 130. Okay. Go back to level four and just pedal and just chill and let my heart rate go back down. Then I go level 12 and the same thing. And you just, you keep ramping it up each, Mm. each sprint you do. Let's say, you know, I want to do eight sprints. I want to do eight and number one is going to be hard. And number two is going to be harder. Number three is going to be harder. And number eight is going to be like all out. And then I'm fucking dead. You know what I mean? Like it has to be like that progression of like, like every, every sprint is like another step up the stairs. And at the top of the stairs, it's just like all out. And then it's like to failure, like you just cannot push any more, any harder. And you're, you're going to feel like, you know, your throat and your lungs are like raw by the end of it. And that's when you know, you've actually done it. And I don't think many people do that. I don't think many people can get themselves there, but you'll know that you did when your throat and your, and your lungs feel like they're raw after. (laughs) That sounds like intense shit. That sounds legit. You'll reason, know that you've done it right if you are dead after. Yeah. The reason why it's possible to do it though is because you don't start at the eight. Yeah. Or, yeah, the, or the 10. You start at the one. And even yeah. though the one is really hard, you know, you, you build up your confidence to it, right? You're like, you're like warming up and then the next one. And then you know, okay, I did that one. Okay, this one's harder. This one's harder. It's like and preparing it's, yourself for like a heavy set exactly that's what it is exactly so and just like you you know you you train with heavy weights you're also training you know with heavy resistance on the bike like if you high intensity just go in there and you sit on the bike and like put on like level 16 and just try to pedal slowly it's really heavy but if you're like in that like sprint mode where you're like you're jacked up and you're ready to go you can like slam out level 16 or level 18 at like 140 you know, uh, rotations per minute 
yeah. but you're just you're just going and that's that's a lot of stimulation for your legs and yeah yeah that's that like high intensity shit that's that's the stuff that like makes your legs look really good on stage okay so when you do that i'm gonna i'm gonna have to give that a try when you do that um well have you let me ask you two 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 questions have you done that or do you do that in an off season never in an off season never in off season you kind of just like chill kind of pull it back and do your steady state because at that yeah. point you're just trying to just get some blood circulation around i guess burn a little bit of the calories off to keep yourself lean yeah and the other thing about that is you know if i wanted to do it in the off season it would be going against the plan of of what patrick gave me um but let's let's say for example i was working with like you know ben pakalski i think he would probably be telling me to do something like that because I, you know i've spoken to him about this before and he was like a, a big fan of doing high intensity in your in your off season mm-hmm. for the fact that you can kind of push your your tolerance uh and and push your like almost your vo2 you know you know a little bit up when you're yeah when you're at a heavier body weight so then when you go in and you train um, it doesn't feel as like heavy and hard. It's like, okay, like your body is now accustomed to using, utilizing more oxygen. So that makes that's, sense. That's something that I've never tried on my own. I don't know what it would be like in the off season, but I imagine that the result would be pretty similar. You would mm-hmm. still get like a really good benefit, like, you know, for your leg size and stuff like that. Um, but you know what, maybe one day we'll try it out and we'll see what happens. And yeah, right. Another experiment what- to look forward to. When you, for sure, I'm gonna de- I'm gonna give it a try because now that I'm in my Aussies and I can give that a try and then I can report to everybody my experience with it. Um, what about uh, when you prescribe in high intensity um, cardio? How do you prescribe that? How do you write that? Do you write that in terms of minutes? Do you write that in terms of sprint cycles, or do you include your rest period? How do you? Um, it depends on the person because you know based on you know what their personality is. If I feel like they have a personality like similar to mine, then I feel like I can explain it the way I explained it to you yeah. and they'll understand. But, you know, writing that on paper is kind of hard because when I say like, go till death, most people are going to read that and be like, yeah, right. But like, yeah. I'm serious. Like though, they don't really understand really what they're, what, what that feels like. Yeah. But if yeah. I, if I have a client that, you know, I see that he pushes himself like to the max already, mm-hmm. then I'll just tell them like, okay, I want you to do bike sprints or I want you to do uh, deadlift sprints. Just do eight rounds all out. And they'll, they'll pretty much get that just from that. Yeah. Um, some people, you know, because I've done videos, some people I'll send videos of like myself doing it. Right. I never tell people to do stuff. I don't do myself. So if, yeah. if, if it's someone that's like, you know, maybe not as hardcore, they're not like, maybe they don't have that, that warrior mentality just yet. Mm-hmm. And I'll show them an example. Like, this is me doing it. I want you to try to replicate that, right? Mm-hmm. And then show me a video of you doing it. And I want to see, like, you know, how intense it is. And you can perceive the effort based on, you know, obviously, like, what you're looking at. You can see how hard someone's working just by looking at them. So yeah. I like using, you know, videos and stuff like that when it comes to, like, you know, like, high-intensity things because it, it can be kind of vague in terms of, like, okay, I want you to do 20 seconds on and I want you to do 40 seconds off. Okay, yeah. well, if I know I'm only getting 40 seconds off, maybe I won't push as hard for those 20 seconds. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But if mm-hmm. I'm like, I want you to do eight all-out sprints and you can rest as long as you want, 
but you have to go, you know, till death, then, you know, it's a little bit different, but some people don't need that. Some people, like I said, they get in shape with steady state. They don't need to do that. Um, yeah. People I don't think can handle it. Some people, you know, due to their lifestyle, you know, if they work like shift work, I don't think it would be a good idea to give them like really high intensity stuff like that. So it, it really depends on the person. It's so yeah. hard to say like, this and is how I prescribe it. That, and that might be kind of the case that was with me. Cause that at that time I was doing shift work and my sleep schedule was always like, just, you know, all over the place. Um, yeah. I was tired all the time. So it was really hard. The last prep that I did, it just wasn't prescribed to me or else I, I anything that's given to me, then I, that's what I'm going to do. If I was told to do steady, like uh, do high intensity, I would. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't, it wasn't given to me, but I've managed to get in really good shape um, without it. Now, having said that, like, can I have, could I have maybe preserved more size? Probably, probably. So like yeah. I said, it's going to be something that I'm going to have to give a try um now that like i'm in a different environment and a different space uh i think i can i think i can pr pr uh, press push myself a little bit more with the high intensity training now yeah. let with so let let's let's throw another scenario out there then so would you ever have or have you ever um use like a workout as a high intensity cardio or like sleds maybe or Anything else aside from a cardio machine? Like, have you done skipping or, you know, um, you know, I don't know, rowing or, or like, you know, kayak or whatever, any, any other type of demanding cardio um, exercise routine, whatever burpees, that type of stuff where it's more like a, it's more, it's more of a conditioning kind of active workout. Would you use that as high intensity as well? And just track your heart rate or how would you go about that um yeah i think i think I'll, you know any of those any of those modalities will work um there's certain ones that i like to lean towards because i find that i can first of all i enjoy them and, and second of all i find that they get you know they give me the best bang for my buck that would be um using the bike bike sprints wind gates uh the next one would be doing deadlift uh hit uh, the third one would be doing um, like actual like stairs, like not the stairmaster, but like mm -hmm. real stairs, um, like an apartment building and like you know twenty floors and and doing that as hit. Um, so how would you how would you do it if it was the stairs? You just like run up five floors and then walk a couple or something like that, or no, you do the whole thing. So so with those ones, what I what we were doing um, is so you start at the bottom, you know, very first floor and two steps at a time you 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 drive through your legs you know so you're you're planting your foot fully you're not just like floating up the steps you're planting fully using your glutes striding up to the next one two steps at a time but you're doing it as fast as you can so it's it's an all-out sprint to the top and you just keep going you keep going obviously you start out a little bit faster and you slow down but the goal is to not you know, allow yourself to slow down. You just, you just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. And the higher you get, your heart rate goes up, your heart rate goes up and you start to almost reach failure. Like you can't lift your legs, but you just keep going until the top. Then you fully rest. What I was doing is I would fully rest and then I'll take the elevator back down because I found that um, coming back down the stairs would give me really bad shin splints. So I think that if you're above a certain weight, like maybe 
uh, around 240 or whatever I was at the time. If you're above that weight, then you probably don't want to be coming down the stairs. You probably just want to be like going up and then restarting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like you mentioned, like heart rate is like the biggest thing. I, I think that, you know, if you're, if you're able to do anything and get your heart rate up enough, like my goal was always to try to get it over like 170 and like push towards 180. I don't think I ever reached 180, but like 170 was like, I felt like I was going to die. And I thought that was pretty good as a goal to kind of strive for each time I did, you know, a sprint. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, like for me, those are just the things that I, I used, but like if you had like a good length of turf and you could do some sled sprints, those are fun. I like those a lot too. I I've like those, those a lot too. Um, I really like sprint, those are fun. sprint and pull or sprint and sprint yeah. push, sprint push. Yeah. Those are really good. Or you could um, use the bottom, like the, yeah. like the bottom bar where it's almost like a beer crawl. I really yeah. like those too. Yeah. Those are cool. Um, battle ropes, um, yeah. jumps. Like if you do yeah. like box jumps, battle ropes yeah. and, and sled pushes in a circuit, yeah. um, you can get a good benefit from that. But um, yeah, man, it just, it comes down to like what the person's going to like really enjoy doing. Cause if you really don't like it, I don't know if you're going to be necessarily able to give it a hundred percent every single time. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what's necessary. It's like, it's yeah. like going into the gym and, and giving a hundred percent in the weights. And then you have to go and give a hundred percent again to the cardio. It's not something that most people are willing to do. Mm. Um, and I find that maybe that's the biggest difference in like, you know, who gets benefits from it and who doesn't. Mm. Um, and, and that's not to say that like, I don't like steady state. I think steady state is like, you know, just doing steady state cardio is like, that's the bread and butter, you know, that's just, you've got to kind of have that in, at least for someone who's really heavy, you got to kind of have that in all year round. Mm. But then it's just like, okay, I want to like, crank things up and look fucking crazy. And I've got eight weeks to do it. I'm going to start using some hit. Yeah, it's like, it's not to say that steady state doesn't work, you know, kind of like, yeah, same thing that you said and what I was saying. Like, it's not that it doesn't work. It's just that this is some. There's another option that will probably have some more benefits to you, right? Yeah. So if you can push yourself and do that, there's some great benefits that will come out of it. But if you can't do that, then there. This is the other thing that has to happen. Then, right? You've got to do like expect to do, you know, a fair bit of um, uh, steady state. And you might then if you you might need you you might need to diet a little bit harder, right? If if the fat's not coming off, then you might need to diet a little bit harder. Like that's an adjustment that has to be made, I guess, at that time. Yeah, and, and it really depends on the person again, you know, and their body type. Because like listen, like if you're someone who's you're just you're born like a mesomorph and you're a beast, you know, you're 16 years old and you're benching 400 pounds, and now you're a pro bodybuilder. You know, we know people like this. Okay. Those people, they probably don't need to do hit. But if, if you, if you're an ectomorph, you've always been an ectomorph or if you're an endomorph and it's just really hard for you to burn fat, or if you're an ectomorph, like I mentioned, and it's just really hard for you to hold on to mass when you're dieting, you should probably do some really crazy hit like mm-hmm. wind gates and stuff like that. Because like for myself, I've always been an ectomorph. That's just the way it is. It doesn't look like it anymore. Obviously, I've changed my genetics with, you know, 10 plus years of, you know, abusing, you know, whatever, you know, food and training and all that stuff. But, but listen, like, 
your body will eventually, if you stop training and stop, you know, eating the way we eat, it would eventually, you know, I'm go back, back to the way you were. Yeah. And like when you're on a prep, you'll see this, you'll see that someone either maintains muscle very well, but doesn't burn fat, you know, quite as well. Someone that burns fat really easily and maintains muscle. But then there's also people that they don't, you know, maintain muscle very easily and they might burn fat pretty easily, but they just, they shrink up, you know, too much. Yeah. And yeah. so looking at these different types of people, it's like, you know, really high intensity, you know, sprints might work better for this person because they have a hard time, you know, uh, maintaining their leg size. You know, maybe you don't need to use the high intensity interval training with someone who doesn't have a hard time maintaining their leg size. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, and, and, you know, other examples is, uh, um, a friend of mine who did uh, New York pro with me in 2019, he was, you know, overweight most of his life, you know, became a bodybuilder and whatever, but he always has a hard time getting in shape. So what he okay. did to get in shape, uh, and that was his best shape to date was that he did 10 minutes of all out, you know, however many, you know, sprints he did, but 10 minutes every two hours. He would do Jesus like every, like 10 minutes every two hours. Um, Holy shit. And he did that on the assault bike. And he told me, he was like, yeah, like, you know. Oh, I love the assault bike. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's my, I love that shit. Right? So, like, okay, it doesn't seem like a lot. Maybe he did, let's say he did like, okay, he did six times that day. It's only 60 minutes of cardio. He, he might have had to yeah. do three yeah. hours of cardio yeah. in order to get the same condition. But yeah. what makes more sense and what do you think is going to preserve more muscle in the long run. I would probably put my money on the, the 60 minutes of, of intensity. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that's, and, and again, like I said, it's because that person's body type will just respond better to it. So, but he also probably had like, again, there's the, there's what you respond to and like what you're able to do. Like if you don't have, you know, if you're in a job where you don't, don't have, you can't get 10 minutes away to do cardio every couple of hours, or whatever then then you just can't do it yeah it doesn't make sense you know no, he I mean? worked from home and that's why he had it like yeah. literally like in his office yeah like i would like, love to try that Shit. yeah he's at his computer and all he has to do is go right there and he's on his bike so it makes sense you know with that type of lifestyle but yeah that's why it's like it's it's a kind of a complex topic because you can't just be like this is what works for everybody it, it's mm -hmm. almost never like that for most of this stuff that's yeah. why it's fun to talk about yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not, there's, there's like, there's a couple of aspects to it, right? It's not just what works, but like what you're able to do. Yeah. Right. So, and also yeah. what you want to do. Cause if you got to yeah. do, if you got to do, you know, six, you know, 10 minute sessions, you know, every day for like eight weeks, you got to yeah. really want to do that. You have to really yeah. want to do yeah. that. Yeah. You know, sometimes like prepping I, himself. So he obviously yeah. wanted to do that. Cause that, that's what his, his plan was for himself and it fucking worked. He looked great. So I can't imagine like finding time to do that all the time. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but like how many times are you just like, Oh, I have to like call this person back or something. And then this like time gets away from you or whatever. And then before you know it, you're like, Oh shit, it's six o'clock. I haven't called that person or I haven't texted that person back. Right. Um, so can you imagine like, Oh shit, like I have to do 10 minutes of cardio 
and like three hours go by and you're like, well, shit, I'm at the doctor's right now. I can't do it for another hour. Then you get stuck in traffic. Another hour goes by. Now you're like, fuck, it's four hours and I haven't got, now I'm 20 minutes in the hole. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You gotta be like, you gotta be like, you know, to the minute with your schedule. Yeah. 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 And then he and then he has to eat too on top of that. So yeah. like how, how does that work? Because you don't want to eat. I, I, I don't want to eat and then sprint right after. So he have, you kind of almost have to you said he was doing it every two hours, right? It was something so like kinda, that. Yeah. So you kind of almost have to like eat like a little bit after. You have to time it so that like, okay, I do my my hit and then 15 minutes, 30 minutes after, whatever. I'll wait, have my food. Maybe it takes another 15 minutes to, 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 to eat it, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. And then within an hour, hour and 15, I'm back on, I'm back on like a cardio machine. That's insane. That is, yes, it in, is. the most insane story I've heard. It cardio. is, but also think about someone who wakes up and they go and they, they drive to the gym and it takes them 10 minutes to drive there. And then they yeah. do an hour on the Stairmaster Okay. Yeah. Then they drive 10 minutes home. Okay. Yeah. Then they go and they do their, whatever their day, nine to five, whatever. And then they go, they drive 10 minutes to the gym. Okay. Then they yeah. do an hour working out and then they do an hour again on the stairs and then they drive 10 minutes home and then they have to go back and do another hour on the stairs. There yeah. are people that have to do three hours. Yeah, of cardio like collectively they've done way more work like time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I think I thought when, when I heard that, I was like, I was like, that's brilliant. Like that's such a good plan. And, the fact that it, it paid off for him was amazing too. So, you know, yeah. it's, it's, um, it's probably not something that I would ever want to do myself. I just thinking about it doesn't excite me. I don't want to do, I don't want to do little intervals of 10 minutes. Yeah. I want to do, I want to do all out sessions. I want to do all out wind gates. That's what yeah. I like to do or, or all out deadlift hit, stuff like that. It's fun. Yeah. When you do, when you do your hit, like what's the longest that you've done? 15 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, I think that because I don't necessarily, I don't time how long I do it for necessarily. I just, I go for like rounds. So with the stairs, okay, yeah, the, the intervals, yeah, the stairs I'll, I'll, you know, maybe I'll start with like, you know, t- you know, three of them and maybe that takes me like 20 minutes. Okay. And then the next time I do four and maybe that takes me, 25 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. and then you know with the bike sprints i want to do like eight rounds maybe that takes me i don't know 25 minutes i don't think it ever would take me more than 30 minutes to do all that but um but maybe all in like 30 minutes or less i would say like you know with the warm-up and with the the cool down and yeah. stuff when you do when you do your deadlifts how do you do that like if you're doing deadlifts for um uh, hit how would you do that with is the that deadlift, as I, well or is that reps those uh i use uh benoit's uh protocol which is using 40 percent of your one rm one rep max 40 percent, 200 reps in 20 minutes oh fuck you don't Jeez. use straps you, you don't Christ. strap you don't strap in and the way that i break it down is i go for sets of 20 and then when I start to fail with 20, then I go down to like sets of 15. And then I usually end up finishing with like sets of 10. That sounds fun though. That sounds like after that, you're just like, okay, I am finished. That's like the Mortal Kombat finishing move. Like, yeah, 
that's your fatality right there. Well, if, if you want glutes, like those glutes that I had in 2018, then that's the way to do it. Yeah. Because there's no way you're going to have soggy <laughs> glutes if you're, if you're doing that. <laughs> 200. Was this like a weekly thing or? I was doing it twice a week at, oh! at one point. Oh, Start my God, months. my heart. Oh. Oh my God, my ass just is hurting thinking about it. It's tightening up just hearing <laughs> you say it. <laughs> yeah, man. In, in the summer, like when it was warm, I would like bring that bar outside and like fucking just do it. Like I'd be like thinking about Ronnie Coleman out there doing lunges, but I'd be doing yeah. it out there doing like deadlifts. Jeez. It was amazing, man. Right. You got to. You got to at it least try fun. some of this stuff on your next prep. You got to try some of this stuff. Yeah, I'm going to have to try some. See, see, see what, it, what it does for your body. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, let's wrap it up there, man. This is, I think this is a really good episode. Some helpful, help, really helpful tips on cardio. Yeah. Kind of some different things for us to try. I know I'm going to try some of this myself, especially being on off-season. I'm going to try and stay leaner this time or lean out first and then keep that leanness going in because that will, I think, help my conditioning at the end. I'm definitely looking forward to trying some of this stuff. The 200 deadlifts, um, the, the hit, uh, now that I got like a little bit more, um, I got some, some guidance on how I should try it and how I should be approaching it. So I'm definitely going to try some of that stuff for sure. Yeah. You'll, you'll be, you'll be thanking me, but you'll also be hating me at the same time. Yeah. I'll probably be hating you. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you for watching. Um, make sure you follow my homie here, Rob Strand, myself. Uh, if you do have any questions you want us to answer on the next episode, let us know. We are available on Spotify and iTunes. Thank you for uh, watching us again and stay buried under the bar. Yes, sir. See you next time.